go ahead and grab your mask, put it on, go ahead and shake, uh, well, don't shake anyone's hands, but bounce elbows. We're having a little, I'm having a little bit of a problem with my iPad this morning, but that's okay. Uh, a couple quick announcements, we'll jump into service. Uh, first of all, Corey, you, you, you uh, wherever he's at, Corey, he's back there. Um, wonderful message about your know, voting. I was, you know, I don't often uh, preach on current events, and today's not going to be any different. I'm not going to preach on the voting and what's going on, because you know what? God is in control, and I don't think that I need to uh, uh, change my message based upon what happened in our country, uh, whether you agree or disagree with the voting of what happened in our country. God is in control, and um, you know, God is in control when when we get someone in, in the presidency we like, God is in control when we get someone in the presidency we don't like. So however you feel and wherever you're standing on that uh, point of view today, it doesn't matter, as uh, Corey so uh, appropriately said earlier today, too. Uh, a couple quick announcements. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, the Thanksgiving dinner outreach we're still doing. We have 30 families that we're feeding this year. Uh, that includes all of the uh, turkey and uh, all the fixings that go along with Thanksgiving dinner. Out in the uh, entryway, when you came in, there was a big blackboard there that had uh, little cards that you can pick. We're asking you to go ahead and pull those out, and uh, there's all of the things that we need for Thanksgiving dinner. So pull those out. We can actually, you can start bringing those in at any point you would like. Uh, even this week, if you have them in your car now and you want to bring them, great. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't and you want to bring them next week, that's fine. We can start collecting them uh, ahead of time, so we'll have those in our, uh, in, and be packing them together and get ready to send us out. I know we had talked about delivering them. We will actually be delivering them the last, I believe that's Sunday the 22nd. Sunday evening, the 22nd, is when we'll be delivering these. So if you'd like to join with us on that day, uh, we'll probably either meet here or somewhere in this area, uh, like maybe uh, Ritztown Schools or Southeast Schools or something like that. We'll meet and uh, deliver those baskets out from there. But if you'd like to join with us, we'd love to have you there. Uh, the other quick announcement is there's a, uh, obviously the, the day of Thanksgiving, uh, we'll do our, our donut outreach. Um, and so we'll be, yay. Jay, you happy about donuts back there, huh? Okay. Yeah. But what we uh, do is we meet at the Giant Eagle in Richtown, and then we go out to all the fire departments, or many of the fire departments, I should say, uh, in our community and uh, bless them with a, a couple dozen donuts to say thank you for working on Thanksgiving and the holidays when uh, we're not able to be uh, keeping us safe. And so it's just a way of saying thank you back to them. Um, I know this year COVID has been a little bit different and it'll also be for them. They're real uh, cautious about that. And so we'll obviously have to wear a mask and we probably won't get as much indoor time with the fire department as what we have in, in times past. Uh, but uh, we still want to encourage you to come out, and we still want to encourage you to say thank you to those that uh, give during uh, this time, or give always. They give so much for us. Uh, it's just a nice way of saying thank you back to them. Also, immediately following church today is our youth group meeting uh, for parents and youth group students. And so if you're of youth group age or of a parent of a youth group, of a youth group age person, I guess that sounds right. Uh, so we will ask you to join us after church, immediately after church, We'll have a meeting. Uh, we'll just meet back there in the corner for right now, and then we've, we're at, you're pointing somewhere, in this other room? Yeah, okay, we'll meet over there in the uh, children's church room, which is right through that hallway there. 
And uh, so we'll meet over there to talk. So if you're of youth group age and or you're a parent of a child who's in youth group, uh, please join us. We'd love to have some discussion with you on uh, those things. All right. Oh, um, Robert, let's show this. Let's show that video. So I saw that video this week and I thought this is perfect for our sermon. Our sermon series and title has been uh, He Is, and and we've been going over the names of God uh, in terms of these uh, of these Hebrew names that God has uh, that God has about His characteristics. But when I saw that, I started laughing. I said, "That's great, Howard." I didn't know that God's name was Howard, but uh, we all know now that we can uh, pray to Howard. Uh, no, really cute. Today we continue on this series uh, with one of my favorite uh, names of God, and that's Jehovah Rapha. Uh, Jehovah Rapha is another name for God that was given to him, and, and uh, he gave to himself, I should say, and it is titled Our Healer. I pray that this series of sermons has been impact, as impactful for you as it has been for me. It's been just a wonderful series of sermons for me because it's given me an opportunity to look at God in a different way and to just remember his characteristics of who he is. And, and sometimes I think we take for granted uh, things in our life. And one of those things I think we often find is that God is not just a God who is standing up there ready to, you know, as a child I had this vision of God being uh, up in the clouds, ready to strike me down with a lightning bolt, right? You know, I did anything wrong if I, if I mouth off to my mom or my dad, although I think that was partly my mom and dad's fault because they were telling me that would happen. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but you know, there's this time that you just feel like God is, you know, you have this vision of who God is, and we're trying to understand who God is. And so for God, uh, for us to understand these names of God, it has helped us, I, it's helped me, I should say, I'll speak for myself, to understand the characteristics of just who God is and how awesome he is. Today, all around us, there is sickness. Many of us know the difficulties of this COVID pandemic that is going on around us today. Many of us have family members, or you might even have known someone or, or had someone in your family that has uh, passed away from COVID. It is all around us. You can't get away from it. Uh, there's times that I just, I you know, I um, spent... Friday afternoon, uh, raking leaves and doing leaves around our house. And, and I told my wife, I said, I almost kind of feel like I forgot about everything that's going on around us, you know, for just that split moment. And uh, it was nice. It was really nice. But the truth of the matter is, is that you can't run from sickness and you can't run from COVID. You can't run from these things. It's here today. It's, it's affecting many people. Is it as bad as, as what they say? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be one, and I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so uh, for those that don't understand that, you're too young, sorry. Um, no, it's a, it's a commercial, by the way. Um, but sickness affects every portion. So does flies that land on your bald head. Uh, sicknesses touch you in every one of us. You know, I was thinking about this sermon as I was preparing the sermon series, and, and specifically this sermon I was thinking of, you know, sickness and how it has affected even my own family. 
You know, my father deals with cancer today, and my mother had uh, breast cancer, but she uh, was able to fight through it and, and survive. My father today has uh, both bone cancer, and he also has uh, prostate cancer that he's dealing with today. And it's, it's thickness and cancer is everywhere. It makes me, I, I tell people all the time, I don't hate anything, but I hate cancer. And it's, it's really difficult and, and ugly, and it's out there today. And, and whether it's cancer, COVID, depression, or just the standard cold, sickness is around us. We live in a world that is full of sickness. Now, it shouldn't surprise us because we are, on, we are in a place that yet has not yet been redeemed. This world is, is still under the control of the one who came here, the liar, the, the serpent. He's the prince of this air, unfortunately, for right now. But we know how the story ends. We know what goes on. We know how this world will once be redeemed and, and we'll, this will be a, we'll have a new earth and a new heaven and we'll be in there with Jesus and for the eternity we'll be able to celebrate all of this and all of the sickness and all of the colds and all of the sadness and all of the things will be wiped away and there'll no longer be those things. But why we're here in this place, we have to deal with these things. This very moment, we have to deal with the things that are going on around us. The colds, the, the COVID, the cancer, the depression, all of those things are, they weigh heavy on people and they're here today. However, God does not leave us alone. And that's the most wonderful thing. God, and this, this name, Jehovah Rapha, is, is entitled our healer. It means that God is our healer. He doesn't leave us alone. He is here for us. He's here with us. He's guiding us and strengthening us. And the story that we'll read today is a wonderful story about the people of Israel coming out of Egypt and, and they've crossed the Red Sea and they're going into this new area and this new land and God does this wonderful story to them and a wonderful uh, testing of them. But, but, and we'll get there in a moment, but it's a, it's a story how God provided for them and healed them of something they needed and then promised that he would not only be their healer at that time, but he would continue to always be their healer. In that same way, God does not leave us alone on this earth. One of the biggest things I learned, and I, I want to be really cautious about this, because sometimes God chooses not to heal us on this earth, but he chooses to heal us in heaven. We will be guaranteed that we will be healed of all diseases, all sicknesses, and all everything that we suffer through. We are guaranteed that we'll be healed if you're a Christian today. Sometimes it happens and we rejoice and we celebrate that it happens here on this earth and that God is here with us and he's guiding us and he, and he heals us of things that we have to suffer through. Our little church has been, has been a witness of many different healings. I mean, we've seen people healed of cancer. We've seen people healed of, healed of brain tumors and, and countless. I could just give you stories after stories. People who have been healed of infertility that said they would never have a child now has too many children. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Just kidding, Becky and Paul. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, is that God still chooses to heal here on this earth. And so how do we wrestle with that? How do we understand that God is our healer, yet sometimes he chooses to wait to heal us until we enter into his presence in heaven? We'll deal with that today a little bit. But we have to remember that God is our healer. He is our Jehovah Rapha. Let's pray, and we'll begin in Exodus chapter 15 after we get done praying. Will you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for this day. We glorify you, we honor you, and we lift you high and mighty. Lord, it is you that give your own name, this Jehovah Rapha, this characteristics of being our healer, Father. And Lord, it means so much that we know that we're not alone. 
when we face sickness and we face colds and we face things that we go through here on this earth, we know that we're not alone, that you are with us. You promise never to leave us alone. You promise never to forsake us. And so, Lord, we just want to trust you that in this place that's full of sickness, full of pain and suffering and death, that we can find our hope and know that one of your attributes, one of your characteristics is that you heal us, that you guide us, and that you strengthen us. So, Father, we pray today that you would help, uh, help us to understand you, not just as our Father, but also as Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Lord, thank you for being here with us. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you just come and guide us, give us wisdom to understand the scripture that we'll be reading today, to reveal to us the goodness of who God is in our hearts. Remove any hindrances or stumbling blocks that keep us from hearing from you and learning from what you'd want us to say today and hear today. Lord, guide us and strengthen us. May my words be your words, Father. Help us to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 15. We'll be starting in verse 22. So Israel is being delivered. Before we, uh, we'll read this verse, I just want to give you a little bit of backstory. Israel is being delivered from Egypt. If you remember when they're in Egypt, there's all kinds of plagues that God caused to fall upon the, uh, upon the Egyptians because he wanted to release them. He wanted them to release the Israelites, his people. They'd been crying out to God for hope. They'd been crying out to him to ask him to release them from where they were going. And so God comes down and he sends Moses into this place and all of these plagues come upon the people of Egypt. And finally, the Pharaoh decides to release the Israelites. And so the Israelites gather together and they leave and they're going down and they, 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 they uh, take this journey down to the Red Sea. They get to the Red Sea and then they find in their rearview mirrors, if their uh, chariots had rearview mirrors, right? But they find behind them, coming quickly upon them, is the Egyptians. They've changed their mind. God does an amazing testimony. He does an amazing thing at that moment in time. He sends Moses down to the water, and Moses touches the water, and the water splits wide open. Now, we all know this story of the Red Sea, and this verse that we're going to be reading has nothing to do with that, but it's an amazing story. You have to understand the backstory to understand this next story that's coming here. Israelites cross cross the Red Sea, all of them, men, women, children, sick, infants, elderly, animals, all of these people gather across and they were able to make it across the Red Sea before the Egyptians showed up and then at that time the water caved in on the Egyptians and the Israelites were saved. Let's pick up in Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah, and the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now I want to pause there just for a moment. Moses has just led these people, the Israelite people, through the waters of the Red Sea. They've gone through this water, they've gone through all of these things, and they've made it through the Red Sea, they've made it through, and they come to this place. Now again, what I said before, these people are not just young, you know, this isn't 20-year-old 
men and women who have some kids and have some animals. No, this is the whole Israelite people. This covers every gender, every age, male, female. Uh, it covers all, every aspect of life. Every age of life that you could think of is there. So they make it across the Red Sea, but then they're walking for three days. Now, when I say walking for three days, when you leave Egypt and you cross the Red Sea, you have to understand the characteristics of the, uh, uh, of the um, nature or whatever, the geography, right? Whatever it is on the outside, topography. It's, it's a desert. It's not, it's not lush greens and it's not beautiful. It's not all of this stuff. There's a lot of dry, arid land there. A lot of rocks, a lot of mountains, a lot of difficult traveling. And so not only are they having a hard time traveling, but then they have to deal with that there's very little moisture in the air and there's very little moisture around to be found. And so we find that they're walking for three days and there's absolutely no water. The name of it was called, where they come, they come to this place called Mara. So here they are, they're complaining to Moses, what shall we drink? Where are we going? They finally come to this place that has water and they go down to drink this water that's there and it's bitter. Now, the Bible doesn't explain or dive deep into what it means by bitter, but obviously this water was undrinkable. It's not, it's not fit for human consumption. And so they were not able to pick this water up and drink it. And so all of these people are now beginning to become very, very upset. And they're complaining to... Yeah, and they're drummers too. The little drummer boys coming through the wall. Can you do a, uh, can one of you guys do, does someone go over? Okay, thank you. Thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, the little, I got to get on beat now. I got to, I got to, just got to, you know. But they're complaining to Moses and saying, what shall we do? What, where are we going? How are we going to drink? We're going to, we're going to die. Basically, you took us out of the Egyptians. You sent us across this water, this Red Sea, and we show up here and there's nothing to drink. Could you imagine they're complaining to Moses? I could almost hear the complaints coming to Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt if you're going to bring us in the middle of the desert to die with no water? They have escaped the Egyptians. They've come across the Red Sea. They're now tracking across the land and they find themselves three days out from the Red Sea and there is no water. They are thirsty. I, I imagine they're starting to feel the effects of dehydration. I don't know if any of you have ever been dehydrated before, but the effects are not fun. You begin to uh, get dizzy and you begin to uh, not have your wits about you and, and it's hard to do things like you normally would do and I'm sure they're coming through all of these things. There's a real issue. They have a real issue going on here. And not only do they have a real issue, but they come to this place where they're supposed to drink this water and the water is bitter talking about throwing a little salt into the wounds, just think about it. If you're so thirsty and you show up, and, and I, listen, I'm, a, I'm an avid outdoorsman. I love to be outside, and I love to be out in the nature, and I walk around, but there are some things I won't drink. You know, you come across some rivers and some things, and you look down and they go, I don't know where that came from. First of all, we live in a, in a world that's way different than what they were back then, so mostly what we're drinking is probably someone's sewer coming out of their house, and I don't think I want to drink that. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's insult above injury. They come to this place, they're thirsty, here is, and it's bitter. But what is God's answer to this? God's answer to this is that they should, he tells Moses, 
They came to Marah, and they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, what shall we drink? So Moses goes and cries out to the Lord. And the Lord show, showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now, I don't know about you, but I, you know, sometimes God does things that I think are just, you know, you want me to throw a stick into the water? Really, God? That's going to that's gonna cause these waters to be okay? How is a stick going to make this water okay? Well, okay, first of all, Moses is probably going, uh, wait a minute, my staff, which was made out of wood, touched the water and it parted the Red Seas. So he has some, he has some understanding there, but let's be truthful. I don't know that anyone would have thought throwing a stick into the water would make it sweet. God's answer was throwing the stick into the water. The truth of the matter is that sometimes God does things to test us. Sometimes God allows situations in our life to approach and get to a place where we think is life-ending and we're not going to be able to go forward just because God allows and wants you to have faith in him. It doesn't mean that God's not going to be there for you because he always comes through. He's always there for us. But it just I think sometimes he's saying, throw that stick in the water and just trust me. Have faith in me. God could have supernaturally sent fire down and, and consumed that water or changed that water into making it clear. But instead, he had Moses go and pick up a stick and throw that stick into the water. Why? Why did Moses have to pick up the stick and throw it in there? It wasn't for God's purposes. It was as much for Moses and the people that were watching Moses' purpose so that they could see and trust that God, not only was Moses following God, but he was going to do what he said, even if it did not make sense. See, sometimes God wants you to just listen to him and do, instead of him just coming down, sometimes God makes us get up every day and go to work. Now, a lot of us would, yeah, that's right, Cor. <laughs> sometimes God just wants us to have faith in him, to say, I'm going to take that step and I'm going to do it. It may not make sense. It doesn't make sense picking up the stick and throwing it in the water, but it does make sense that I listened to you. You told me to do that, so I'm going to do it. So, he throws the stick in the water and it becomes sweet. Exodus 15, moving on, says, There he made a statue and an ordinance for him. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. For I am, for I am Jehovah Rapha. That's what that, I am the Lord for Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. It's interesting because what we learn from this story, what we learn from this thing is a couple things. Number one is that obedience opens the door to healing. You understand that sometimes... It takes our obedience to God for him to move in our life. Now, no one likes to hear this, and no one wants to really grasp a hold of this, but, and as a pastor, I, I'm going to go here, and sometimes people are going to have a difficulty with this, but it, sometimes our lack of obedience keeps us from achieving what God really wants in our life. Sometimes the sickness and the things that we are dealing with are caused because we are not obeying God. Because obedience, what God says to the Israelites at this time is he says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, 
give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Now there's two issues with it. Number one is that obedience causes us, opens the door to healing. But number two is that sometimes we have a hard time reading scriptures like this because what does this scripture say? This scripture says that God put on the diseases on the Israelites. This wasn't COVID that just you know, happened in a place and then it spread to here and it spread to there and spread to there. No, God specifically says that I put these diseases on Egypt. It also then says in addition to that, that if we would keep his statutes and keep his commands and diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right, will keep us from those things. The obedience is the key here, and we have to understand that our faith requires us to be obedient to God. Jehovah Rapha wants to be our healer, but it starts with us being obedient to him. Our disobedience to God causes lots of problems. I almost sounded like, I almost went, Esau. Esau says that you should follow God. Oh. <laughs> The truth of the matter is, is that when we don't follow God, when we don't obey him, when we don't follow his commands, when we don't heed his word, it opens the door to many things. It's not necessarily that God, in this particular case, for the Israelites, allowed the diseases to fall upon the Egyptians. I'm sorry. He allowed those diseases to fall upon them. But sometimes our disobedience causes things to happen to us because we're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing, which causes wrong consequences to fall upon us, and it causes us to get sick. Now, I don't know about you, but listen, if you go into places where you shouldn't be, you're going to open yourself up to doing things that you shouldn't be doing, and when you do things that you shouldn't be doing, sometimes you take things home that you should never have taken home. Do I need to get any more clearer than that, or can the, can the hearer hear what I'm saying, have ears to hear what I'm saying? I hope you do. We don't put ourselves in positions to disobey what God is saying. We don't put ourselves in position to be sinful before God. And sometimes that is God's way of healing us, by listening and obeying him. An alcoholic who has a problem with alcohol should not be in a bar because what's that going to do? That's going to cause him to fall to that temptation of drinking another drink. If he drinks another drink, one, le- one drink often leads to two, to five, to ten, to twenty, to thirty. And then what happens when you have years of drinking, that is what happens is your liver gets destroyed and then you find yourself in the hospital and you're laying there. Listen, no one, uh, I, I've spent time in the hospital with people that have had diseases that were caused upon themselves because of things that they did. And they cry out to me and they cry out to God and they say, why is God, why won't God heal me of this? And I have to say to them, I'm like, I, I, I want to pray. We're going to pray that God heals you. But in reality, what we have to also do is we have to deal with the situations, the consequences that led you to this place. Because see, sometimes our consequences cause us to be in a place where we cry out to God. Now, sometimes that doesn't happen. Listen, no one is out there well, I hope no one is out there licking windows and door handles right now and saying, come on, COVID, I want it, right? I hope you're not doing that. There are many people who are getting sick today and that none of that has happened. None of, no one is asking for this. But sometimes we have to ask ourselves, are we being disobedient to the Lord? Are we being disobedient to what he has asked us to do? 
Many of us want to know God as our healer, but we don't follow him as our Adonai. Let's say that again. If you're here over the last few weeks, you know that the word Adonai means what? Come on, no one listened to my sermons the last few weeks? Adonai means master, right? He's my master. This was even just last week. Short memories you guys all have, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. Excuses, excuses, that's all right. But no, when we don't serve God as our master, when we don't serve God as our Adonai, when we don't serve him and, and say, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, when we don't walk with him in that way, then it's kind of hard that when we fall to that and we're not... We want him to be our Jehovah Rapha, but we don't want him to be our Adonai. See, the interesting thing about all of these Hebrew names is they fit so well in together because we have to serve him as our master to serve him as our Jehovah Rapha. To be our healer means he has to be our master. No one really likes to talk about obedience. No one really likes to talk about these things, these are difficult things to talk about, but the truth of the matter is, is that God requires our obedience to him. God requires our obedience. He doesn't want anyone else to be ahead of him in your life. He wants him to be number one. He wants him to be the God of all of your life. He wants him to be your Adonai so that he can then become your Jehovah Rapha. I'm going to say... I believe sometimes God is even more concerned with you being Jehovah, with him being your Adonai, your master, than he is concerned about him being Jehovah Rapha in your life. He's more concerned about where you're at and serving him than he is about what we're going. It's not that God doesn't care what we're going through because he does care. He loves you so much and he's right there beside you. But he cares more about you serving him and, being a, and letting him be the master of your life than the individual situations, the little things in our life that we go through and we complain about and all of those things. See, God took them down to this water, this bitter water, because he was wanting to prove a point to them. And he wanted to point, uh, prove this point that he says, I am not only your Jehovah Rapha, but I am also your Adonai. So listen to me, obey me, do what I have asked you to do, and great things will come. Sometimes our sickness, sometimes what we go through in our life, the sicknesses that we have is meant to bring us into alignment with God. Sometimes what we go through, now this is a difficult thing to grasp a hold of because sometimes we don't want to grasp a hold of the simple fact that our sickness is, is you know, but God, God doesn't want you to go through a sickness alone, but he will allow a sickness to happen on your life so that you align yourself back with him. A few years ago, I had a, most of you, some of you may know this story, but a few years ago, we had a friend who came to our church, and when she approached us after a few weeks of being here, she said that she had a brain tumor, and, and um, she was only given a few months to live. And without going into the whole story, I will just tell you that a few things that I learned from her is, number one is, you know, I, walking this journey with her, she was amazing at this journey. As we're walking through this journey, she says to me, she goes, I know that God is going to heal me. Whether it's here on this earth or it's up in heaven, God will heal me. And I'm not afraid of that. I know God will heal me. At some point, I'm going to be healed of what I'm going through. But not only did she share this story, but she also told me something else. She goes, this sentence, this death sentence that's been given to me, has aligned me so much closer with God. 
that I am almost thankful that I'm going through this. And I looked at her and said, what? You're what? You're thankful? Yes, I'm very thankful that I'm going through this because it has aligned me in the place where I needed to be with God. Make the story short, after six months, she went to the doctor and the tumor was completely gone and she's still alive today. But her sickness allowed her to be in alignment with God. It caused her to come into his promises and to obey every word that he says, to not question those things, to not question what was going on in her life. And she positioned herself in there and God supernaturally touched her brain tumor that was supposed to have killed her and removed it. And when I say removed it, there was not a seed, not anything left in that brain tumor. It was completely gone, 100% gone. God sometimes allows these things to go on in our life so that we can be aligned with him. God wants us to be in alignment with him. He wants us to obey him. He wants us to fall into his good graces and to be with him. And because of that reason, a sickness that we go through isn't always a bad thing. Yes, it's difficult. Now, on the flip side of that, I know people that have been wonderful Christian people that suffered through... Before, I, before we started this church, before my wife and I left this church, we were at, or left uh, a church in Cargo Falls. We were at this wonderful church, and one of the elders' wives came down with cancer, and we prayed for months. She was in the hospital for eight months, and for eight months, we prayed over her every week. Different people were in her hospital almost 24-7, praying that this cancer would go away and that she would be healed. She wasn't. Not here on this earth, at least. It was taken from us. And, and it, it threw me for a loop as a young Christian who is struggling with these things. I'm like, God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer. Why did you not heal her here on this earth? She's a great person. She's doing all of these things. She's aligned with you. She's in alignment with you. She's, she's doing your word. She's reading your word. She has a relationship with you. All of the people around us brought. But yet you still took her. What we came to and what we come to understand is that God requires us to submit to him. Sometimes we don't understand those submissions. God is Jehovah Rapha. He does heal. And what we learn from that is that God healed her in heaven. And it began to change my mindset. So when I look at God as Jehovah Rapha, he is our Jehovah Rapha always. Sometimes we don't get healed of things here. Paul went through his whole entire life with a thorn in his side. Some say it was ulcers. Some people say it was appendicitis. Some people say it was all these other things. But he had something in his side. He had something wrong with his stomach that caused him pain, and he went through it all of his life. Now, if Paul, of all people who wrote a majority of the New Testament, had to suffer through some type of sickness all of his life, then why am I to guess and say, God is my Jehovah Rapha, and he's going to heal me every single time I get sick? I don't understand that. One of those questions I can't wait to get to heaven and ask God. But this causes, sickness causes us to be obedient with him. One of the things that we learned from our dear friend in Cargo Falls who passed from cancer many years ago is that it not only caused her to be in alignment with God, but it caused a lot of the church and the elders and the people of our church to fall into alignment with what ha- with God. What happened after the point of after she left and after we all dealt with the sadness is that a great revival happened in our church. Our church went from 400 people to almost 700 people 
because people were so in line with God that they went out and they shared the gospel and they started telling people about the gospel of God and, and, and how a gospel of Christ and how wonderful he is and how much he loves us. And even though they lost a loved one, even though they went through this loss of a loved one, we were able to share the gospel with all of these people. See, the sickness that she suffered through and her loss caused something great to happen on this earth. God takes everything that we go through and makes it good. But he's still our Jehovah Rapha. There's an amazing thing that happens when we are obedient to God. Exodus chapter 15, verse 27. Then they came to Elam. There were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, so they camped there by the waters. I want to pause there and just ask you, how many, how many tribes of Israel are there? Are there? Twelve. Exodus 15 says that when they came to Elam, there were how many uh, wells of water? Twelve. God's abundant grace is still in the place for us today. You understand what he's saying here is God, not only, God didn't leave them at the place of bitter waters, Mara. He didn't leave them there. He took them to a different place. He took them to a better place, a place that had 12 wells of living water, springs of living water. In fact, what we can learn from this is that the wells, the springs of living water that's talking about here, the, these 12 wells that we're mentioning here, are not just simple wells where you dip your water in and it comes out. No, these are like artesian wells that are, are springing forth. So they're always bringing, there's never ending goodness to the water that was coming out of here. Jehovah Rapha took them from the bitter waters of Mara to Elam and gave them the chance to have this living waters that were there. And not only were there living waters where they could drink as much as they wanted to, where their animals could drink and do all of these things, but there were palm trees all around that shaded them. So this was a break of the sun and getting out of the sun and being able to sit here. God abundantly gave more to them in Elam than what they had ever deserved to have. Why? Because they are obedient. Jehovah Rapha still wants to heal us today. He still wants to heal you and I, but he wants to not only heal us, but he wants to take us from this place of what we call bitter waters to something that's much better. Part of God's healing isn't just to heal us of cancer, isn't just healing us of COVID or sickness. Sometimes God heals us in our minds too. Now, I know we joke a lot, and I, I am probably at fault for a lot of that. I joke about there's a lot of people that need healing in the brain, let me tell you, Right? But the truth of the matter is, is that depression, the truth of the matter is this false thinking, the, the little thinking, the thinking that keeps us down here and keeps us in this little place, God wants to heal us of those things too. See, God wants to heal you of all in... He wants to heal you of all things that are not of Him. These iniquities that you have, these things that you struggle with, all of those things God wants to heal you of. The spring of living water that God brought them to shows how much God loves them. God not only wanted to give them water to drink, but he wanted to give them abundantly more than that. See, when God chooses to heal someone on this earth, what he's doing is saying, I'm going to choose to heal you and I'm going to give you abundant life here on this earth. But if I choose to heal you in heaven, guess what? You get a lot of abundant living water in heaven too. It's an amazing thing. Sometimes sickness happens to us. But God is still the healer today of us. He's still the healer that wants to just not lead us to the bitter waters of Mara, but he wants to take us to the living wells. Elam. 
When Jesus was, before Jesus was put on the cross, he was beaten 39 times. As the, as, the, um, as the Jewish and Roman soldiers would say, it's actually uh, 40 minus 1. They knew that, that 40 times, they had, they had done this so many times that if they, they beat someone 40 times, they scourged him. And when I say beaten, it's not just taking a leather whip and beat him. What it is is that they put bones and glass and, and clay pottery and those types of things at the end of this. So every time they struck him on his back and they ripped it off, it would tear massive holes in his back. When Jesus suffered all of those things, when he went through all of those things, you know why he went through those things? Scripture tells us that by his stripes, we are healed. See, this Jehovah Rapha, just in case you under, if you think that this story of Exodus chapter 15, where God calls himself Jehovah Rapha, is an Old Testament story and it no longer exists today, Jesus proved that wrong. Because by his stripes and by his death on the cross, he made this story. His Jehovah Rapha is true today for us. By his stripes, we are healed. We can have this assurity. We can have this understanding that God will heal us. I want to encourage you today that if you're here with any type of sickness, that you call and you examine yourself. There's a couple steps that I'm going to ask you to do. Can you go to that last slide, Robert, for me, please? I think there's a couple steps here that we have to understand. Steps to receiving the healing of Jehovah Rapha. Very first thing is that we have to make sure that we are in alignment and obedient to God. God wants us to be in alignment with him. God wants us to be following him. God wants us to do those things. In the Old Testament times, it was go throw the stick in the water. In the New Testament times, it's follow Jesus Christ and follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. This is the step. This is the stick throwing into the water that, that God told to the Israelites. Today, it's not us having to go to this bitter water of Mara and throwing the stick in. No, today it's us having a relationship with Jesus Christ and following what he tells us to do. That is what makes our waters from bitter to sweet. calls us to be in alignment and obedient to him. The second thing that we have to do is we have to have faith to believe. See, Moses had just gone through the Red Sea, and so when he came down and he touched that Red Sea and it parted waters, that gave him such an amazing ability to just believe what was going to happen. I believe today that God is calling us to have the faith to believe that God can still do healings today. I believe God is doing healings today. I believe we have one here that God's working on today. God wants to heal you. God wants you to go forward. God does not want you to stay in the same place, but he wants you to have the faith to believe that when you pray, God is going to heal you. One of the biggest things that I get so, dis so disappointed at, I guess is the best word to use, is when I hear someone praying, and then immediately when they get done praying, I don't know if God's really going to do that. Why did you just pray? Why did you just spend the time praying for something that you didn't know God was going to do? If you're not going to pray and you're not going to proclaim it out of your mouth and say God can do this, then why do you pray and ask for it? Have the faith to believe that God, we serve a God who does amazing things. He not only can take water and make it bitter from bitter to sweet, but then he can take you to a better place that has 12 springs of living water that flow out. God can take you from a sickness place and God can take you from a place of mental 
uh, issues and, and depression, all those things that he has, and he can deliver you to a better place if you allow him and you have faith in him. I ask the worship team to come. My question for you today is, is he your healer today? Do you believe that God is still Jehovah Rapha? Do you believe that God can still heal you? See, some of us have to get out of our own minds and we have to get out of our own set and say, God, you can do whatever you want. Now, God can choose to heal us at this very moment. In fact, in this very moment, I could pray for someone and God could choose to heal them. God still heals us today. Jesus did all of these healings when he was on this earth and he walked around and and he... uh, (laughs) I always laugh when I tell this uh, because I love the fact that, you know, Jesus went and healed a blind man. What did he do? He spit in their eyes. Don't try spitting in someone's eye unless God's really telling you to do it, okay? You're going to pray for someone, you say, come here, I'm going to spit in your eyes. They might look at you a little strange. But the truth of the matter is, is when we pray, we have to have the faith that God is going to move. God did so many things in the Old Testament to be, his, uh, to be our healer. You can read through Psalms and you see in, all over Psalms, David used the word Jehovah Rapha. I was going to actually bring up some more today, but there's so many in the scriptures today that just use the word Jehovah Rapha, that God is still our healer. But it didn't end in the, in the Old Testament times. It continued in the New Testament time. Jesus is our Jehovah Rapha. He healed people when he walked this earth. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He did all of those things. And then guess what he did when he got done doing all of those things? He said, all of these things I have done, you can do and more. Why? Because we serve a Jehovah Rapha on this earth. We serve a God who still heals. We still serve a God who loves us and wants the best for us and wants us to go forward. Today, he wants you to be healed of the things that you need to be healed of. But you got to believe. you got to have faith. And you have to put yourself in obedience to him. Obedience is a key word. Not a fun word, but it's a key word. God wants you to be obedient to all of what he's doing. When you're not obedient to God and you're living outside of his will and out of his commands and out of the things that he tells you to do, then you're opening yourself up and putting yourself in places that can cause harm, that can cause issues, that can cause you to fall to temptations that you shouldn't have fallen to. God wants to be your Jehovah Rapha, but he also wants you to follow him. Will you stand with me, please? I believe wholeheartedly that any healing that God wants to do upon us starts with us saying, God, we have to have a relationship with him first. You're here today and you need some type of healing. You need someone to pray over you or, or, or ask the Lord to be with you. It starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. You cannot have the healing of Jehovah Rapha without the relationship of Jesus Christ. So it starts with accepting him into your heart and saying, yes, Lord, come into my heart. I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my king. I accept what you did on the cross for me. I accept the 39 lashes that you took and that by your stripes, I can be healed today. When we align ourselves with God in that way, and then we are obedient to his word, God opens the door to many beautiful things for us. But today, 
starts with that relationship. It starts with obedience to him, and it ends with the faith to believe that God is going to do amazing things in your life. He already has and will do amazing things in your life. I have seen this too many times. Listen, I could recount stories after stories after stories today to you about how many times I've seen God do amazing things in people's lives. I've seen God just do things. I've seen little kids that have no right, have no understanding of theology, have no understanding of anything. They, have, they, they just have a heart for God and they go up and they touch someone and they pray for that person and that person is healed. That's amazing. I mean, I've seen that too many times. I love it. I've seen also people come forward to ask for prayer, don't have a relationship with God, aren't obedient. Don't believe that when they pray, this happens, and they walk out and they struggle years and years with the same thing that they've always been struggling with. God loves you, and he wants you to be healed wants you to to be in alignment with him. He wants to be your Jehovah Rapha. We have to believe that he can be, that he is, and always will be, the Father who heals. Pray with me, please. Lord Jesus, we come before you today, trusting that our God, our Father, the Adonai that we prayed for and talked about last week, the master of our life, can be our Adonai. We can align ourselves with the master. But we can also align ourselves understanding that you're not just our master and that we aren't just here by happen chance or going through the things in our life, but we have faith to believe that everything we go through, you know about. Today, Lord, there are many among us that are sick. that are living in families who have sick, one, uh, sick relatives or or loved ones, Father. Some of us here today are struggling with depression, struggling with other things in our life that we can't seem to grasp a hold of and we don't understand. Lord, you are still the Jehovah Rapha. You're still our healer. And so we come today. We align ourselves with you, Father. First and foremost, making a commitment to you, saying, Lord, be our Savior, be our King giving our life to you. And then asking, Lord, forgive us for being disobedient to you. Forgive us for being outside of your will. Forgive us for doing the things that we shouldn't have done. And we align ourselves with you and we are obedient to you today, Father. And we ask you, Lord, help us today. Finally, Lord, I want to pray for those that are here today that need you as their Jehovah Rapha that needs you to come down and touch them and heal them in a way that only you can do. We believe, Father, that it's not our job to believe or to understand or to think or to even grasp. We just believe that we serve a God who can do all things. We serve a God who chooses to heal. And so we stand here today asking you, Jehovah Rapha, to come down and heal us in the places that we need to be healed, Father. Deep down inside of us, whether it's mental depression, sadness, difficulties, whether it's COVID, whether it's sicknesses, colds, flus, cancer, we come against all of those things in the name of Jesus that we just can ask you, Lord. Be our Jehovah Rapha. Heal us today. Lead us not to the bitter waters 
of Mara, but lead us to the everlasting wells of spring, springs of wells of living water of Elam, Father. Help us today, Father, to be healed by your grace, by your love. It's not anything that we deserve, Father. It's only by your grace and mercy that we can even pray and say these things. But we go forth believing agreeing that you can do these things now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship together. If you have any prayer requests, we'd love to pray with you. But let's sing this song together. I've been held by the Savior And I fell fire from above And I've been down to the river and I hate to sing a prodigal return. Cause all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday is gone. All my sins are forgiven. And I've been washed by the blood And I'm no stranger to the prison And I've worn shackles and chains I've been freed and forgiven I ain't going back, I'll never be the same. Cause all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed your hope in Jesus your hope in him he wants you to have all hope in him Cause all my hope 
today, that you can know that your hope is in Jesus. Our hope of healing comes from Jehovah Rapha, our healer, the one who saves. Lord, we pray today that you just guide us and you strengthen us and you send us forth from this place to do your will. Lord, I pray today that you would be our Jehovah Rapha, that you heal us and touch us in every way that we need. And that you align us with your alignment. That, that our, our holy alignment would be with you. That by faith we can walk forth from this place praying and understanding that as we come before you, as we submit ourselves to you, that you will be our Jehovah Rapha. Lord, we pray that you just be with those that need you today. We all need you, Father. Help us today. Guide us. Strengthen us. Help us to do your will. We love you, Lord. We glorify you. We honor you. We praise you now in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Hope you have a nice week.